0: Hello once again to the Dumfries and Galloway Rugby Podcast. Today is Wednesday morning, this is episode four, and I'm Ross Anderson, and alongside me is John Muir. Now, before we get started, which will also explain why we're on Zoom for this episode, John, a huge congratulations is in order, and it is for you. Over the weekend just gone, John became a father for the first time, which is fantastic, so congratulations, mate. How are you? How's the first few days of parenthood been?
1: Yeah, it's been a shock to the system, mate. No, no more, no more um long periods of sleep. It's now napping as and when you can, up for feeds at two o'clock in the morning, then three hours later, and then three hours later. So grabbing sleep as and where I can. So last night was a bit chaotic, which is why we, we couldn't get together. Um but yeah, no, life's good. Life's good. It's a good new chapter, interesting and it'll be it'll be fun that was fun that is fun of course it's fun
0: well wow, amazing dedication to the pod either way john i'm sure it's appreciated by all um before we kick off with the usuals you have uh, a few things to um, to mention
1: yeah i just want to give a, a shout out to our listener in uae who dropped us a message on the facebook page tom Buchanan. um hope you don't mind, Tom, but I did a bit of research to try and uh, to try and look into where you're from and have a, have a stab in the dark to see what team you were supporting. Um, so it was interesting to see that you were indeed a pro golfer over there and uh, played a couple of tour matches. And I'm assuming that being a shire man, you will be interested in the fortunes of Wittonshire. Um, if I'm wrong, you can correct me on Facebook again but good to have you on board Tom. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening all the way over there.
0: Brilliant stuff. thanks a lot Tom. Um, one one good news, more good news actually John is we've got some exciting things in the pipeline.
1: Yeah so managed to to make a few phone calls and next week is going to be our first uh, interview. With a, with a special guest but we'll come on to that and our any other business section of the pod at the end um and we will uh, we'll tease it out
0: brilliant stuff uh, i can assure you all listening that it's going to be a good one with with someone who's at the top of their career in the rugby world at the moment so it's it's definitely going to be a good one i'm looking forward to that um a busy weekend for you john and a busy weekend out on the rugby pitches as well, wasn't it? Seven games we've managed to round up, getting the thoughts of coaches and fans from around the grounds to bring you all up to speed with Dumfries and Galloway's rugby scenes. So how about we start with Newton Stewart, who travelled away to Preston Lodge, but had to come home without a win, unfortunately, after they lost 34-20, John.
1: Yeah, they did. So we had a look at our little predictors, uh, the wee predictor that we were running on our socials, and, and all bar two people were predicting a, a Newton Stewart win. Um, but I did have from a from a source at Newton Stewart, um, the message after our pod because we'd been talking them up um, for them to write back to me and say, uh, "PL." Is a potential banana skin for us because they are really difficult up at Preston fans. Um a real difficult side to beat and they would be going up there and they would need to be on their A, a game. So after after the game, I I spoke to uh, Wiley, their coach, and he sent me a wee little report, and in his report he has said Preston Lodge were by far the better team. Um he said that the, they they beat Newton Stewart at their own game. their their line speed and the accuracy at the breakdowns was just far superior to the Newton boys Um, but he he was a little bit disappointed in the fact that Newton led 10-3 coming in but then at half time um, it ended up 20 points to 10 so Preston Lodge obviously picked up their game there Um, the front row was apparently under pressure for a lot of the game Preston Lodge packs a big pack But uh, wanted to give an honourable mention to Ross Campbell, who was playing out of position and played hooker, and and played uh, played played reasonably well. Um, and the front row did well, considering they were under so much pressure. But yeah, that will be disappointing for Newton Stewart. Um, interesting to see how they how they bounce back. Um, we've got a couple of weeks off to get themselves together, and interesting to see what happens next for them.
0: Yeah, well, it um, blows the blows the, week, the league wide open. Sorry, um, it was Newton it. Stewart and, and Preston Lodge just beside each other in in the league table, and there's now just three points separating them. Newton Stewart in fourth, Preston Lodge in fifth, um, and only a few points off top as well. So it's so it's a fiercely competitive league.
1: Yeah, but uh, shout shout out to John Durrimple and Hannah Little. As they were the two who got the predictions right and, and thought that PL might be a little bit too strong at home to to Newton. So good job by them.
0: Yeah, well done to them. Next up, we have another good win uh on park farm soil, as Dumfries Saints put Barrett to the sword 27-12.
1: Yeah, we we thought that was going to be we thought that was going to be a tight game. Yeah. Um but apparently the, the DNG public um they predicted a 22-17 win to Dumfries. So they were also predicting a tight one. Um so 27-12 is you know a fair enough, fair enough win. That's a decent, decent yeah. scoreline. Um again, the report from Dumfries was uh, they they were a lot slicker in the breakdowns. I know I me and Gav talked about that last week. Yeah, he said their, their breakdowns were a lot, lot slicker. Um they, they did do the same thing, stepped up in the second half. That second half, first half performance just seems to be eluding them. Um <clears throat> and uh, Gav was really happy with them because they were they were able to play their game and start playing a bit more width. Um last couple of weeks, whenever I've seen them, they've been quite quite do- try to dominate in the forwards and, and play up front. Um, got the ball wide a couple of times and causing some teams damage. So by the report from uh, Gav Blackburn, he he was saying that they, they were playing a much more a much more wider game, um, which is which is obviously the stellar rugby that they want to be playing. Um but controversially we need to we need to have a little uh, a little look into Jack Steele Jack Steele player at player at Dumfries he was on the predictor and he predicted it two points out
0: really
1: he predicted 27-14 14. The actual score twenty seven twelve.
0: Has anyone so, has anyone got it bang on in the in those two games?
1: Well, one person got it bang on for the for the Dumfries Sperrit really? game. That's that's John Dalrymple again. Twenty seven twelve on on the money. So good 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 job, John. Maybe we should get John on the pod. Maybe he's got yeah. better knowledge than me. <laughs> well done
0: to John. Uh, third game.
1: Yeah, third game. So that was the the Stewartry East Bright game Ross so yeah, unfortunately yeah. my hands were tied at that point I was in the middle of uh, the labour suite at that very time the game kicked off so I wasn't able to get along to the game but you were you were there
0: yes I was yeah um a kind of mixed feeling after the game we played very well in the first half and then didn't really punish in the second half um we know how important that the points difference might come down to come the end of the season. And we'll see that in the, in the next game we're going to talk about actually Um, strike rate. I think we would just let ourselves down a little bit. We had a lot of visits to the 22 and just couldn't seem to convert opportunities into points often enough. But with that said, end of the day, there were some very good performances, and it's more points on the board, and that's that's really all that matters at this stage. As I say, down the line, points difference might make a difference, but as of right now, around the halfway mark, you just want points on the board. So thirty-one-five yeah. limit them to to just one score was was pretty good as well. So
1: so those those are... entries into the twenty-two were those um, did did we. Blow up penalties did we give the ball away did we make mistakes what was the was there a common theme or was it just about a, a bit of lack of accuracy across all three
0: just a just a bit of lack of accuracy i think some it was decent defending at times from from, uh, from east Kilbride, but just couldn't string enough together to to get in and and keep that uh, scoreboard ticking over so kind of a mix of everything to, to answer your question yeah. So, we were critical. Of,
1: we were critical of the pack last week as well. Did they? Did they step up? Yeah, I mean, they must have done thirty-one-five. Yeah,
0: definitely. There was, a, as I say, there was good performances uh, all around the board. Um, pack, pack did very well. Another good game from from Scuba from Stephen Hogg there. Um, as always. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's it's just kind of a a mixed feeling. It's happiness for the win but we know that we need to step up in 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 the coming games
1: yeah so going um, looking looking at the predictor the there was only one person predicted uh an East bride win everyone else thought that the sturtley were were going to do well um and the scoreline they predicted was actually 34 12 so so yeah, pretty close yeah pretty close to that um if, if John Dalrymple hasn't put on a lottery ticket, he needs to be he needs to start playing the lottery because, once again, he was um, a couple of scores away. So he predicted the 36-10, which was the closest. The next two off the back of that was... I, I asked for nicknames or real names. Now, the majority of people put in their real names. There was a couple of nicknames. And I know who this person is, but I'm going to use them by their code name because I find that hilarious. They, they've they called themselves the Barracuda. All right. They've called themselves the Barracuda. So the Barracuda and Alan McMaster, who is uh, the Wigtonshire women's head coach, they both predicted uh, 13 9, 12 So they were the second closest on the predictor challenge. Some,
0: are, some um, very
1: good predictions. So well, D&G, D&G obviously know, know the rugby, but the little uh, Newton Stewart one, They've been they've been pretty close so far even the Newton one 20, 20 points to Newton they predicted 22 so yeah on the good public
0: effortless. that's a very good effort to be fair I'm looking forward to seeing if they can keep that up I think I, I think I did the predictor and didn't didn't come anywhere close either so <laughs> <laughs> they play to them um so as I was saying about how points might make a difference in the end especially in quite a few of these leagues we're, we're talking about. The next game, Annan struggled to a forty-one nil loss to to Garnick. And that's another as I've been mentioning, plus forty one points for, for Garnick on the board. But a, a a tough a tough day at home for Annan.
1: Yeah, well we talked about Garnock last week and the in the power of their the power of their pack. So if you can imagine Violet Bank after a after a wet a wet week. Um they've done a lot of work on on that pitch, but there was still a lot of rain for, for the for the new drainage system to to yeah. shift. So it was a soft pitch, um, which just played into Garnock's hands and, and Annan struggled a little bit up front with them. Um Gogsy, who's their who's their coach, uh, said it was a valiant effort from the lads. Um I'm sure we talked about this last week with the with the women's team, but they were again they were made to defend for probably he reckons about seventy percent of the game. Um Garnett just had all the possession and, and were you know really running at them. So they yeah. they struggled to match them up front. Um but looking on the bright side for, for Annan, they've now played the top three. And they should be looking now to try and pick something up. I think their next game is Carrick, and I think they play Carrick back to back, if I'm not mistaken. So Carrick are also struggling in the in the league, so that'll be that'll be all hands on deck, and need to go there and and try and get themselves two wins, um, and see if they can get themselves back on track. But uh, yeah. going back to the little predictor, Christine um, Hogg actually was the closest in the predictor. She predicted a forty-two-five uh, win close. for yeah, Garmin, so real close. Yeah. So good job, good job for her.
0: Well, it's a it's an interesting few weeks coming up. Um, I was going to mention later we we don't have many to preview as it's the last. Scotland Autumn Nations game this weekend. But after that, it's it's pretty full blown till the rest of the season with lots of games and um, plenty of opportunities for Annan to to rise up that table. There, they're comfortably above Ardrossan and Carrick, as we said, um, and very close around the in the with the teams around them. So all the chances to to push themselves up that table.
1: Yeah. It's just it's just gonna you know going in that game against Garmock, they probably they probably knew they were they were uh, they were going to be up against it and that it was gonna take something special. So yeah, when you're in that when you're in that position and you're at the, near the bottom of the league, you, you have to you have to pick and choose your your battles, you have to target the games that you think you're gonna be able to win and do something. And when you play these top three sides, especially in this league, um you just gotta hold on and and, and hope that you can keep them keep them within four um four tries. See if you can just stop them from getting a bonus point. So a valiant effort from Aaron. But going into these next games against Carrick, hopefully we'll be we'll be able to give them a bit of a bit of a shout out for the for the good work that they they'll end up doing.
0: Yeah. So moving one league down to West Two, we've got a we've got a painful it's a tough one to take these ones um shire went away and and narrowly narrowly lost 21 15 which which is a painful one to take and it's just it's just 16. yeah
1: we we talked we I, I spoke to um gregor over there and we talked about the three the 3g pitch was going to be a was going to be a challenge for them yeah of course it, sh- it should have suited shire's game if, if Shire had played their game, they they probably would have won that game. But playing against Straven, they do what they do. They they pull you into playing their game, which was a dog fight. And when Shire managed to get the ball wide, they finished their chances. But they ended. They struggled in the lineout. The scrum did okay, so they had fifty percent of their their platform to work off of. Um, and yeah. They, they just couldn't get their game going And got pulled into trying to play Shire And try to have that arm wrestle it's Not Shire, sorry, but Straven And ended up um In that arm wrestle That just kills It's a coach killer Um, So Gregor, Gregor Ended up on the side of the pitch for the game Because uh, he's, he's laying allegations At Straven that they had a sniper Down at Lover's Walk uh, And sniped him at training On the on the Thursday, so he was out of the game. But it's a, it's a coach's worst nightmare. Is you're standing watching your team, and you know you want the boys to play wide, and you know the boys want to play wide, and they end up coming into that forward battle and try to outmuscle the team in their own in their own game. It's a, it's a frustrator. Um, but fair play to Straven. You know that's that's what they do. Twenty one fifteen. The predictor, um, thought that Shire was going to just eke it. 23-21 20, uh, they predicted So they got the Shire uh, They got the Straven score, sorry, bang on Um, But the Shire one Didn't quite hit the mark So, uh, yeah But shout out to, to Tag Gary Copeland Over a uh, ex-Anon president um, He predicted 25-15 Straven score So, good good, good, job Tag Brilliant coming
0: on uh, but as I say, yeah, it's a it's a tough one to take. It's it's an it, that was actually another game where the the two teams are so close to each other in the league, and it and it really shows again the competitiveness, but but also how important these wins or these these point differences can be. But losing by six is 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 always a, a punch in the gut, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it now makes it now makes the second half of their season really difficult. Mm-hmm. You know they they've they've now put they've now got pressure on them. Um, they did say Straven was their toughest test so far, even though they've had a couple of losses before. Um, so good luck to Shire going into going into that second half of the season.
0: Yeah, best luck to them. I'm sure they'll bounce back. Uh,
1: play yeah. your own game. Play your own game, lads. Play your own game. Yeah. For, for everybody listening on the pod, play your own game. If someone beats you playing your own game, fair enough. Yeah. If you get dragged into someone else's game and you get beat. It's a gut cut. It's a punch in the gut, as you said.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, so our final game in the men's results roundup, we have Moffat, who we are also hoping will have a bit of a resurgence in the second half of the season. They they lost at home thirty eight five to Cumbernold.
1: Yeah. So the the. In the league fixture, I think I'm sure you maybe need to do some research for me, Roscoe, but I'm sure Cumbernauld put a lot of points past Moffitt near the beginning of the season. I think it was above 50. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um so this this is a, a marked improvement from from their previous previous result. The the game wasn't without its controversy. I heard about a a potential red card incident where both teams probably should have had someone sent off. But being it was so close to the end of the game, um, the referee sort of decided that it was maybe wasn't advantageous to... there was just like a bit of a handbags incident. I say a bit of a handbags, it was more than handbags. But I'm not going to name who was involved, but I'm sure... If you think about Moffat and the, and who could have been involved, you, you wouldn't be too far away as a surprise, considering that he's a referee. But it's all good. Um, but yeah, so apparently there was a marked improvement from the previous game, as we said, and they, they managed to to match each other up front. The, the the forwards managed to keep a hold of the Cumbernauld team for for a little bit, and Cumbernauld only just sneaked a couple of things in. Um, the Moffat discipline. Probably gave away lots of points. They, they, they were just giving away the penalties and the Cumbernauld were keeping the scoreboard ticking over. Um the magic of the cup didn't quite didn't quite get the rub of the green for the Moffat lads. Yeah. Um but shout out to Callum Scott. He scored Moffat's only try. Um and good news for Moffat as well was that there was a a couple of players coming back from injury. Um so they are they are going to hopefully be in a better place going forward. There's obviously improvements if if they've made an improvement from their previous result against Cumbernauld in the league. Um, so good luck to them going forward. But yeah, it was going to be a tough one. Ten, uh, ten out of our eighteen score predictors, um, gave Cumbernauld the win, and it was. Uh, 28 11 27 11 sorry was the was the predicted score well a bit of a
0: problem so, in the in the predictor of that that
1: game yeah yeah it was pretty pretty good um, dg public all the stuff
0: and so finally what was the predictions in the women's game over the weekend because i will be very surprised to hear if anyone predicted an 84
1: 36 Shire win over Oban. Yeah, no, I'm going to take my previous comment back that we, we butchered that one. We butchered <laughs> that one. We thought that game was going to be a lot, lot closer, uh, didn't we? we? Even we thought about it, you know, going yeah. up there with going up there at six o'clock leave or whatever for a, yeah, exactly. for a quarter past 12 kickoff up in Oban. I thought the 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 bus trip would have uh, would have killed the Shire.
0: Well, I, I said on the pod last week that. They really need to the, the most important thing with those kind of journeys is to is to come off the bus ready to play. And boy, did they do that. They came off the bus absolutely firing. 84 points.
1: Yeah. Well they obviously listen, the points pods obviously working, Ross. We're having a <laughs> we're having an impact on DG rugby. Well, they, no, so I, I spoke to Alan uh, just the other day there and he said um, he said yeah, he was he was real chuffed with the girls. They they played really well. Um he is a little bit concerned still about the the amount of points that they're leaking, but mm-hmm. when you score uh, eighty four points, uh, you, you've got to be happy as a as a coach. Now we talked about again last week on the pod how uh, Shire needed to be organised, getting themselves up there. Yeah, absolutely. so they they got, they got themselves up there and they found themselves uh, Oban Only had twelve players. Um, one player was running late, so one player arrived later, which took them up to the thirteen. But Shire were up there with a the full squad ready to rock and roll. So the subs would have obviously helped towards that eighty-four point win. But the game's allowed to go ahead based on the game-on principles. I don't know if you're aware of the game-on principles, Roscoe.
0: No, I'm not
1: actually. Yeah, so th- these are a set of rules that've been set out by Scottish Rugby, basically to try and encourage a bit more, a bit more rugby to be played. So previously, if if Oban only had twelve players, they would have been. Um, had to forfeit the game, be docked points, and be forced to play the fixture um, again later on. Um, but based on the game on principles, so the game on principles work uh, from west two down, and majority of it was set for the second team leagues. But then they discovered that actually they might branch that up into into some of the regional into some of the regional leagues. So they don't apply from west one up, but they do apply west two down. Um, and it's just trying to get game, games on. So if you're short of players, if you're missing front row, there's different avenues you can take for the game that's been agreed by the union, um, so that everybody's singing off the same hymn sheet. That this is this is how we get a game a game played. So fair play to Auburn, um, getting those twelve girls out uh, and getting a game on. So that's a tough tough one for them, but great one for the Shire. Um, shout out to to Neve as well who uh, s- scored from our own twenty two. So that was the that was the young seventeen-year-old that uh, yeah. that was making her making a couple of first couple of games. So she managed to score a good couple of tries. Um, also a shout out to Sophie Mann who got a hundred percent of her kicking, which gave her a grand total for the game of forty-four points. That's a fair, that's a well, fair uh, points yeah. tally, isn't it? Fair points, Tally. So yeah, Alan was really happy. They they managed to score, get their get their scores wide. I know Shire want to play that run in rugby with their girls as well. Uh, they've got the same philosophy as the, the men's game. So they wanted to try and play play really wide. They scored they managed to score loads of tries and that obviously they were able to stick to their game um and managed to to run that out. So also a shout out to um Ellen Watt, who's on her comeback. She came back after a couple of months off um, and that was our first game back, so what 50% 50% of our, our listeners uh, predicted that Shire were, uh, predicted the Shire win on that one, so Yeah, that's a fair score, that'll help their points tally yeah, get them exactly. the
0: table. Well done to them So that's the results round up, moving on to the weekend preview from one women's game to the next and the only game in the weekend preview for (laughs) this week is Stewartry Sirens at home to air that's first versus third which should be an absolute cracker down at Greenlaw
1: yeah so like there's a lot of history between between these two teams so these two teams basically started a rugby journey uh, within a year of each other so Sirens started out first and then a year later, here joined the four. There had been a bit of, uh, there's been quite a lot of collaboration between the two clubs. Um, as the both of them have climbed climbed up the leagues, there's always been that that friendly rivalry there that that I'm sure both teams look forward to to the game, um, knowing knowing so much, so knowing each other so well, having played each other all the way through the league campaigns, so. Um, Air currently sitting in third with a record of 5 and 3. Sirens sitting unbeaten. Sirens at home. If I'm going on the predictor, I am predicting a Sirens win. And I am probably going to say 30 points to the Sirens. And I think Air will get a couple of scores. So I think that'll be 12. I'm gonna. I'm if you want me to nail down a number, Ross. I'm gonna go 35-12. Right, That's to my that prediction. You.
0: I'm gonna write that down right now. Write 30, that
1: down. 12. Let's see thirty-five, twelve. This is where I make or break my career as a podcaster. Yeah, I'm gonna go. This.
0: I'm gonna go a little bit more than that on both accounts, actually. Ooh. so I was having a look at look at the lead table, all that kind of stuff, with my extensive knowledge. I'm gonna go forty-four. Sixteen. Ooh. So not far off each other, but I think a, I think a few more points for each side. So we'll see, and we'll see what what the predictor what the predictor brings as well. As I say, only one game for the predictor, but next week, after Scotland have finished their autumn nation series, games are back, aren't they, including some cup games?
1: Yeah. Uh... Stuart's playing Aberdeen Wanderers.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and uh, that and that's right. going to be that's going to be Pinky Day, isn't it, Ross? It is, yes, it is. Yeah. So for those of us who don't know, uh, Adam Gray was uh, Stuart stalwart for the club. Um, he also held some positions within Scottish rugby. Um, unfortunately, he passed away during the COVID lockdowns. Nothing to do with COVID, but he. He passed away. Um, So we haven't been able to have a proper celebration and send-off for for him as a a rugby club. So we we are going to host a pinky day, which is going to be run annually. Um, And we've chosen this cup game because Adam was actually the coach for our famous cup run um, back in the day when he he was coaching, where we got all the way up through, I'm sure there's a Murrayfield, uh, Murrayfield appearance in there and also yeah. Cup semi-final against Gala with Chris Patterson and, and a lot more famous faces there. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good day. For us yeah, there.
0: looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to full fixtures being back, to be honest, a lot a lot to be talked about in the, in the next coming episodes. And before yeah. we finish... This one, we've got a few. Any other businesses to to rattle through, and we've the main one. Well, not the main one. One of the best ones is a is a Saints Cup win.
1: Yeah, so Saints under sixteen won their national cup fixture so they are now through to the next round they managed a, a victory against the west of scotland um the under 18s unfortunately were also in the same in the same uh, national cup uh, but they lost out to county in a in a tight tight game i think there was only two points in it yeah um, i think it was 10-8 am i right in saying that yes i think so yeah yeah could be something close something close like that so um good job by good season uh, so far for saints under sixteens. To be fair, a good season for the eighteens as well. Uh getting into the national cup winning their winning their little league. Um so shout out to them. Um but saints I don't believe I'm gonna say this. When the Saints go marching on brilliant. Right. I had to I'd
0: <laughs> um and last but by no means least is what we mentioned at the start of the pod, John.
1: Yeah, so we always said that we wanted to do a couple of interviews. So I've actually hot I've not even told Ross this. So we're all hearing this for the first time. But I actually have three interviews lined up already. Um but we're gonna go we're gonna go big next week. Not that the other two aren't big. Of course she's are lads. Um but the, for the first for the first guest, we are we are going to pull out all the stops. So we are going to put out some teasers on our social media, uh, going forward uh, over the next week, um, and we will uh, we will reveal who we are interviewing. I think we'll just keep it till the pod. Reveal yeah. on the pod, yeah. Let's reveal on the yeah, pod. Absolutely. We'll reveal who our mystery guest is on the podcast next week. So there'll be clues going put out on our social media, on our Instagram DG Rugby Pod, on our Twitter DG Rugby Pod, and on our Facebook Dumfries and Galloway Rugby Podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm also looking forward to finding out who these other two two interviews are. I think you should let me know at some point so I can prepare for them. For sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give you I'll give you the questions to ask. No, i um... what we what we might do with these other because these other two these other two interviews are local guys. So what we might do actually is we might just announce who they are and we'll get the teams or the players from those clubs to send in some questions for them. Yeah, and we'll okay. put them under a bit of pressure and we'll see. But yeah, no, next week we'll we'll tease the guest out for the week and we'll get the other interviews set up so that you're not just listening to, to me and Ross rabbit on. Uh, yeah, we'll get exactly. the views of some other uh, prominent people and Dumfries and Galloway Rugby.
0: Fantastic. So another good week of rugby here in Dumfries and Galloway. Thank you to everyone that's been getting involved in the predictors, that's been getting involved on social media. We very much appreciate it. Please keep it going and look out on all our social medias for... What is a very exciting episode coming up next week? And we look forward to bringing it to you along with all the rugby that's been going on. So thanks again.
1: Perfect. See you later, guys.